This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith, but come to those who believe it. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello and what is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode. The last episode, I guess it's already the new year by the time this comes out, so a uh, brand new episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. <laughs> Uh, what a what a fun show! If, uh, for those of you watching the show today, you may be seeing things look a little different. That is because I have a new camera, and guess what? This show, I think this show graduated. We're no longer using iPhones. We're no longer using iPhones to record video in here. I know they're good cameras, but like, you know, if like you know, you tell people I'm recording this podcast on my cell phone versus I have a camera. You know, we're gonna. You know, we're going to film it on, you know. Uh, it just makes things look a little bit nicer. And so, yeah, hopefully hopefully the quality is good. It may need some, like, adjustments and some tweaks in the next weeks. And so so hopefully we don't have a, a bad-looking one. It can be all and uh, other things cool, though. But uh, overall, though, I think the picture quality looks a little bit better. I'm, I think, I don't know. It's like this camera is like a little – it's not like an expensive camera. I'm just like – I needed a, a good camera for podcasting. That's not my phone. And uh, the camera's better than my iPhone 
12 Pro Max. So, you know, another journey. So I think this is what we went from. Went from like this Sony camcorder, which did work well. Just the picture quality wasn't good. And, uh, you know, uh, we need good. I'd like to have decent. And then we moved to the iPhone 8, which I use as a spare phone. Then I needed money. So I sold the iPhone 8 and just used my 12 uh, for everything. And uh, now we're at a real camera. So this is cool. Hopefully it has like autofocus on it. It had like this like fucking face filter thing, which I, I guarantee a lot of dumb bitches are buying this camera for that. But uh, not me though. I'm uh, was it? I'm yeah. I'm just I I turn that off. I can. I already look pretty. So you know, I didn't. I didn't need much. So, but yeah, no, it was really fun. Uh, we took last week off because last week I um, it was Christmas. It was like because I like these shows to be a little bit more scheduled, and I didn't make one in advanced very well, so. Uh, I just skipped last weekend. Boy, by golly, do I wish I would have not skipped last week. I wish, you know, you're like, ah, oh, I don't have to work. I'll spend time with family and stuff like that. I'm like, I'd rather work. I'd rather not. I think, I think I've had enough of my media, uh, some family members, uh, some specific family members I am, like, pretty done with. Like, you know, I don't even know if I, you know, it, it is funny. I don't have any beat. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. That's family drama. Uh, this show is not about f- my personal life. It's about other people's personal lives and other people's personal problems. So, um... Well, damn, Jackie, I can't control the weather. Uh, but yeah, no, when I, I think it was like my last day of substituting, uh, somehow I was subbing. And uh, the school di- district I'm at, they're like, Hey, guys, don't take off the day before break. We don't want you to do that. Guys, I saw like every sub I've met. <laughs> Like every, I saw like at least seven subs in one school alone. So I'm like, I don't think people are following. I don't think people are, are really following this rule. Um, you know. Women's. That's coming up too. So that's something y'all can get excited. For. I'm looking at like the video preview, and I look so crisp. So, um, but yeah, no. But no, I was at the middle school, and uh, I guess the teachers were playing some game, some dumb game, where it's like if you there's like an elf or whatever, and you have it in your pocket, and like the other teachers have to ask you, do you have an do you have an elf in your pocket? And then if you do, you have to give it to the teachers, and I guess the one at the end of the day wins. I didn't play that because I don't play fucking stupid games. Uh, I I am not. I was gonna be like, I am not a woman. I date. Uh, that I would usually did. I don't play games. Uh, but it was fun because the the thing about teachers is, like, you're around kids all day, so in in practice you have to be a little, you have to be uh, pretty PG throughout the day, so it's pretty funny when you get a bunch of women asking you, it's like, you got an elf in your pocket? And I was like, excuse me? Um, <laughs> we're at work. You can't ask that. I wouldn't have written anyone up anyways. I'm like, what's going to happen? You know, like, I'm a guy, you know? I'm like, if a 55-year-old woman is sexually harassing me, I think I can, unless it's like a bot, like an actual boss, I can't do anything, but I'll be fine. Like, I, the problem is when it's, you know, I think (laughs) sexual harassment is wrong, especially in the workplace, because you guys need to be working. You don't need to be fucked. The workplace isn't for fucking. It's for, it's for working. That's, that, that has to be a Michael Scott quote. But, uh, 
Well, also, it was like, the thing, yeah, the, the real problem with uh, sexual harassment in the workplace is that it's usually, you know, it's usually people who are, like, in charge or, you know, in charge or have power over someone else and they're using that to their advantage. You know, <clears throat> Mike Bickle. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, and so they're just using it to their advantage. I, I don't... Uh, sexually harass people uh, because I have game. And uh, since I have game, if you have game, you don't have to sexually harass anyone. You just have to show show, show, show your riz. So, yeah, that's that. Um, almost got into almost got into a fight while driving with someone. So that was, uh, as someone would say... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, so, like... This story happened. It's like, okay, so, so I'm like, I think I have to go. I have to go to like a store. I'm just picking up bullshit. I actually think I'm like trying to get a replacement uh, CO2 cartridge for my uh, Soda Stream, and uh, so I'm going to said store. And first of all, uh, a car cuts me off. Now, uh, you know, sometimes you have to, you got to, you know, if you're on a busy street, sometimes you just you have to cut people off or else, you know, like, you're going to be sitting around for an hour or whatever, you know. So, you know, they cut me off. I'm like, fuck you. And then they're driving, like, five miles an hour. So I'm just fucking honking. I'm just honking my horn. I'm like, move your fucking car. And so, like, move, you know. And so I'm, like, honking. And at one point, I'm just like, And then I see the, I, it, it's like, it's like literally, it's like, you know, those merging lanes, you know, uh, but not like a road merging lane, like a merging lane to like go to like a store, you know, or whatever. They stop in the middle of the merging lane. First of all, busy traffic. Okay. I'm not the one at fault here. They get, I saw the, I saw someone open the car door. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. I lock the car door immediately. I'm like, I'm not going to get into a fight. Um, and then they're just like, they're trying to say something. I'm like, I can't hear them. So I, I just rolled down my window. I'm like, move your fucking car. And eventually they moved their car and we went to the same store, but, uh, they didn't bother me. So since they didn't bother me, we can say I won that fight. And, uh, I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. But, oh, wow, dude. Um, you know, it's like I love Christmas, but at the same time, uh, just remember everyone, you know. I know Christmas isn't easy for everyone, you know. You have dead family members, and then you have alive family members. And the alive ones were more of a problem this year than the, the dead ones. And uh, just know, you know, you don't get to choose your family, you know. Like, you're just born, you're born into a family, but... To be a family, you know, there's there's so much more to to being a family than just like being related. You know, you know, you got to have each other's backs. You know, it's supporting each other, showing love. It's not. It's more than just words. It's actions. So, uh, I'm thinking about everyone who had to who had a fucking rough Christmas, Chris. You know, rough Christmas time, and you know who have family members. You know, some of you are no contact with, which. Uh, if you, if you, if you had to get to a point where you're like, I think we need to go, no, I need to go no contact, uh, with this family member, I, it, it, you're right. You should, you should probably not talk to them. If you, if it's to a point in your, if you get to a point in your life where you actually have to think like, 
I need to go no contact with this family member, whether it's a parent or maybe your grandparents or, like, an aunt and uncle, you know? If it gets to that point, you know, like, and you decide that, you know, and something that you kind of had to struggle, you know, it's some, it's definitely something that's, if you didn't struggle with it, you know, like, if you if it was a struggle, but you're no contact with someone, I, I think it's probably, you know, I think you did the right thing, you know? You shouldn't have people in your life, especially, you know, I, I'm a big believer in you need to surround yourself with people who make you better and not worse, and I, you know, and and, you know, I put that responsibility on myself all the time to say, I'm like, hey, guess what? I I need to do a better job and do, you know, I need to lift others up. And, you know, even though I make jokes all the time and fucking roast people and shit like that. But, yeah, no, so, uh, where we fucking made it, uh, fucking... 2024, this this year's going to suck, too. So, you know, every year you're like, this is going to be my year, it's going to be my... I'm like, no, I remember 2019 was so bad for me, and I was just like, uh, 2021 is not going to be my year, either. It's going to be 2022. And then my dad died, so... Uh, 22 wasn't that good. 23 was, was a roller coaster. Uh, but, uh, yeah, 2024 is just going to... We're just going to, you know what, we're walking into it. We're gonna we're gonna take it easy, you know. You know, I'm not I'm not saying, and you know, like this idea is like this new year's gonna be better for me. Like we made up dates, you know. We're, we we just like figured out how many days it takes to rotate around the sun, and we just put like psych. We we just put it to it, you know. And we didn't even do a good job because like every four years we have to add a new day, you know. Uh, you know, we didn't do the best job. Um, but I get I don't know. I don't know. I don't make calendars, so I don't get to decide that shit. Um, but uh, to 2024, uh, we're going to do two cheers. So we're going to do one at the top, one at the end. So I guess some people just skipped this part. I don't know. This is the fun part of the show, I think, right? Here's to feeling good all the time. Watch me. <clears throat> it's like every time... It's like whiskey, wine, beer, even coffee. It's like I make a face that like makes it look like I hate it. But I do actually enjoy it. I think my face just makes that. I think it's like because it's the slightly sourness of everything. Puts it that way. But uh, make sure you're checking out uh, my music. I have music under Sweezy 2024. I think, I think we're making plans in 2024. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh, do I have anything? Oh, here's like, uh, <clears throat> I was, I didn't fucking do this. Okay. Um, yeah. So make sure you check out my music under Sweezy, checking out, um, all that. So I have, I always stuff. All, I'm releasing, I'm going to be start releasing new music soon. Uh, so definitely go check that out under Sweezy, um, social media at the Sweezy. That way you get notified. When I do new podcasts and uh, everything else in between there. So make sure you're checking that out. Those are cool. Um, uh, make sure you go to our uh, Patreon page or our Cash App or our PayPal. Those are great ways to donate to the show. And great ways just to say thank you for being a friend. Those financially support the show. It doesn't really just help the show. It helps me. We buy new equipment. Uh and stuff like that, and so I'm gonna do a high quality show. And to do a high quality show, you gotta be a high quality man. So 
to be a high quality man, you got to live and die at the same time. Maybe not both, but whatever. Um, make sure you're doing all the free shit, you know, like, are you subscribed to this show? Audio or video YouTube people? Make sure you press that subscribe button. We're going to do some dead air and I'm going to wait. All right, if you couldn't have pressed the subscribe button, just can just keep trying to do it, dude. <laughs> uh, we do post highlights of the show, too. We post, uh, I post, they're shorts on YouTube, and I call them reels, and I post on TikTok, so make sure you're checking that out, you know, too. Those are great ways to support the show without really doing anything as well. And uh, leave us a review, Spotify and Apple. I know those are the review spots, but uh, any other website that you think can... Uh, do uh yeah do that do it to it so uh daddy chill so yeah but uh new year same me new year now i'm not gonna say new me or same me i want to say new year better improving me because we're gonna better improve ourselves we're gonna we're going to cut people out of our lives that don't serve us any purpose. Just terrible people. We're going to cut terrible people out of our lives. That's what we're doing this year. Uh, we're also, what uh, next week we'll do my delusion board, but uh, realistically, it's, uh, well, what are we doing? We are, at the end of the day, we are just, we're going to, I don't know, fuck it. I, I don't give a shit. Somehow Palpatine returned. Uh, let's jump into previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking? Well, we're just going over... I believe these are last weeks. We may have a couple... Something may have slid in from another week. I don't know. I didn't... I should I should put the dates down when I arrange these for that shit, but I don't. And, uh... That's the way it is. All right, so our first article we got here is from The Roy's Report. Hi, Julie. Um, we haven't met. I don't know why I call you Julie, but uh, I do I do need to. I don't think you're checking out this show, but I, I do want to. We do need to chat some. I want to talk to you sometime. Uh, so back again with our favorite little rascal. Somehow Palpatine returned. Uh, not that little rascal. <laughs> Not that little rascal either, Mike Bickle. I don't have any sound drops from Mike Bickle. Uh, I should I could get boo. I need to get like a boo sound effect, and I'll be like, "That's Mike Bickle right there." Um, actually, this this kind of involves him, but uh, this involves someone else from the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. Uh, so let's jump into this. Uh, IHOP KC disputes allegations its director covered up rape. Here's something to think about. Uh, the International House of Prayer Kansas City is disputing an allegation against IHOP KC's executive director. Stuart Greaves pressured a woman not to go to police about an alleged rape. The allegation dating from 2014 was included in an article The Roy's Report published last month. The Roy's Report reported a woman claimed that Greaves questioned her account in several meetings with her and didn't provide care. The woman also said Greaves pressured her not to report the matter to police, saying police wouldn't believe her. Her, and it would only result in Brad bad press for IHOP KC. The Roy's report's policy is not to identify alleged victims of sexual assault unless they request it. For this article, the woman asked that we refer to her as Veronica. I've, no, don't, no, don't, 
Don't be, don't put, don't do that to victims, Sweezy. Uh, to dispute Veronica's story, I have KC released screenshots of portions of an email thread from 2018, four years after the alleged rape. The Royce report asked for the complete thread, but a statement from I KC's executive leadership team indicated internal organization organization emails are confidential. I have KC sent the excerpts to show that the woman was threatening to go to the media to twist arms, as the statement provided by spokesperson Lenny LaGuardia put in. Put it. The screenshot also purport, purportedly showed that senior leaders had documented a version of the facts that contradicted Veronica's. Of uh, Veronica's, based on the emails, the Guardia and uh, executive leadership team member asked the Roy's report to retract Veronica's story and to cease and desist from any reprinting of these base baseless allegations. The Roy's report did not find that the incomplete email thread disproved Veronica's claim and did not retract the story. The Guardia also gave the Roy's report an affidavit for longtime IHOP Kansas City staff member Donna Edwards, calling parts of Veronica's account into question. In response, Veronica disputed some of the affidavits. Uh, the Royal Report also spoke with Veronica's former roommate and her ex-husband, who corroborated portions of Veronica's story. The Royal Report has also learned that Edwards has several potential conflicts of interest. Edwards' husband, Robert Edwards, also works for IHOP Kansas City, and former IHOP Kansas City COO Jonathan Hall told the Royal Report that Robert Edwards participated in meetings with Greaves and Veronica about the alleged rape, according to emails Hall received. Veronica previously told the Royal Report that those meetings were so oppressive she recanted her allegations to make them stop. Robert and Donna Edwards also have two children employed by IHOP Kansas City. One of them, Misty Edwards, is a well-known IHOP KC worship leader. She also serves on IHOP KC's executive leadership team and as Mike Bickle products uh Mike Bickle Products Director, according to an IHOP Kansas City employee list published in October, Misty Edwards was one of the two women who reportedly were named by an advocate group as victims of Bickle's clergy sexual abuse, and she has publicly denied any abuse. Mm. Bickle's IHOP Kansas City founder is facing allegations that he sexually abused multiple women over several decades. One of these, Jane Doe's, told her story exclusively to the Roy's Report, saying Mike Bickle used prophecy to abuse her from 1996 to 1999. Bickle has admitted inappropriate behavior with Jane Doe, but denies abuse or the more intense sexual activities that some are suggesting. The Roy's Report also discovered that IHOP Kansas City fired Veronica's alleged rapist for alleged sexual harassment and insubordination in 2013. The year before the alleged rape. Former IHOP Kansas City Media Department head Carolyn Marischler, the man's boss at the time, confirmed to the Royce Board in IHOP Kansas City had fired him. I just know that at least one of the women that worked at the same time as him was uncomfortable around him. Marischler said, uh, despite the IHOP Kansas City rehired the man months later to work in the bookstore, Marischler said she didn't know it until later. There's no communication between departments. She said, at least when I was there and I was a department head, I never had a clue about someone's previous history in IHOP. If something happened, there's no reporting of any of that. Marischler said the man served in Nightwatch, the overnight prayer ministry, when he worked for her and also followed his firing. Huh, there it is again, that funny feeling, that funny feeling, there it is again, that funny feeling, that funny feeling, huh? Who, okay, so, this, this idea that, uh, oh, there's someone in the church 
Thank you, autofocus. We're going to have to turn autofocus off. Uh, thing, uh, it, it's, it's a weird coincidence, you know. Remember when the Catholic Church... What the fuck is going on with here? Remember when the ca- Catholic Church... Uh, you know, when they got caught for doing, uh, you know, shitty things and, you know, I, I, I have no, I have no shame in saying fuck, fuck Catholics, uh, fuck this autofocus too. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, I have no problem in saying fuck Catholics because like, you know, it's like, don't you, you know, like, as someone said to Bill Burr, don't you think you're going a little harsh on those Catholic jokes? And then he said, don't you think the Catholic Church was went a little too far, you know? You know? And uh, I have to agree. Yeah, the Catholic Church did go way too far uh, in regards to uh, the bullshit they do. And here's the thing with the Catholic Church. Like, hey, so, you know, I don't know if there's any actual, there's no actual, like, we can, there's no actual, like, way to prevent shit like this, especially to kids and to other adults, you know, because a lot of times, like, these people are first offenders, you know, when it comes to shit like this, so, you know, there's no way to really fully stop it, we can just show, like, examples, I'm like, this is what'll happen if you, if you decide to fuck around and find out, and it seems like, you know, in most jobs, you know, unless they really want to keep that person, you know, if you in normal jobs, what'll happen is they'll they'll just get fired, and then you know they have their lawsuits or whatever. Because like a lot of times, like normal sexual harassment shit, you know, especially with there's proof and shit like that, you know, just showing that, and they're like, okay, and uh, you know, hold people accountable. The thing with like the Catholic Church, you know, they never held anyone accountable for their bullshit. What they did, they just moved people around. It's like, oh, so apparently this guy has a problem with, you know, some of the kids around here don't like that they're being touched by this priest. We're going to move them to an area where the kids won't mind that they're being touched by the priest. And like, I don't know what child sees like a guy who's like, I'm going to go into ministry full time and just thinks like, oh, fuck, I want that grown man to funnel my wiener, even though I'm not even into them. You know, and that's the thing. It's just showing more and more, like, first of all, when someone's bringing, like, a claim of, like, sexual assault forward in any case, you have to take, you know, you have to take those assault, you know, you have to take it seriously. And and usually when you're trying to, like, hear someone's story or side of the story, um... Unless you're, like, a lawyer or some shit like that, and you're, you know, I know, like, in, in regards to, like, most things is uh, you're hearing someone's story, and uh, in my mind, I'm just like, I'm going to listen, and I just want to hear your story, and you know what? If I need to look and, you know, disprove something of your story or, like, find holes in your story, I'll look for that. Uh, like, so, but, like, this is what they do. They they twist arms, uh they're like, you know, so a woman was like, hey, I'm not a big fan of uh, this dude sexually assaulting me, this guy that you hired and who has power over me. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. And uh, when, you know, when someone comes forward with that and your response is get them to not talk, get them to just forget about this and leave it behind. I know you think that's the easiest thing to do, but really that's just cutting corners. At the end of the day, you need to 
hold these people, you need to hold people accountable. I wish, I don't know, because, you know, you want to like start some sort of thing where you're just like, I want to think, I think that Christians, especially those who work in ministry, uh, we need to have accountability for those people. And, you know, you say stuff like that, you know, and like, you know, a lot of, you know, you meet a lot of Christians who are like, no, that would just make it worse because then it'd just be a witch hunt. I'm like, you know, I can't speak for other countries, but I can't speak for the United States. Christians in the United States, you are not being persecuted. No one is trying to murder you for your religious beliefs, uh, uh, Christians at least, for, you know, in the United States. No one, no one is doing that. You are not a martyr. If you were born in the United States and you live in the United States and you claim to be a Christian, you'll never be a martyr. You know, the the guy, every, all of Jesus' apostles, minus one of the Jews, uh, then they, they all like got murdered for their support of Jesus. There, there's no situation in the United States where you're going to get mur- murdered just for believing in Jesus. So it's just that it's just a lot of, you know, Christian, you know, at least American evangelicals, they just love playing the victim because, uh, because it's, you know, you always want to root for the underdog. So they try to make themselves the underdog. I remember when they made it like, Oh, Walmart wouldn't sell anything Christian. Walmart wouldn't do that. They're of the world. Walmart sells so much fucking Christian shit. Walmart doesn't give a shit about your religion. What Walmart's going to do is what's best for them. And they're going to sell Christian shit. And they're going to sell LGBT shit. You know, they're going to, when it's Pride Month, they're going to sell that shit. And then it's off. If it's near Easter, they're going to sell some Christian shit. And then it's going to be off the shelves. They don't care. And it's like, and then also you realize at the same time I was told that, that Walmart's not Christian. All their CDs, like, they don't have, like, the parental guidance suggested, you know? The the cool little label on every album that lets you know it was a good fucking album. <laughs> uh, that was, like, a sign you're like, this album is fucking good. Because they said cuss words, which means they do not care about society, or I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so, uh, what does it say, uh... What is it about the IHOP Kansas City that just makes all these men just want to be like, fuck, I just have to fuck everything. Like, these guys are like sex addicts. Like, you know, I'm not saying addicts or anything, but like, I hear every, once I started, once I opened this can of worms that is Mike Bickle and everything in between, like, these people cannot keep it in their, is there something there that just makes everyone want to fuck each other. I don't know, but I don't know. But uh, anyways, though, is this something? I mean, it's new. Um, all I mean, this is showing that like they've been uh, they've been hiding sexual abuse forever, and they probably have a plan. Play. I bet there's some there's some bylaws or like that there's on someone's computer. I guarantee on someone's computer at IOP. In their, at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City has like a like a policy for what you do when someone comes out about sexual assault. I guarantee on someone's computer there's a policy about it. You know, there has to be. Like this happens so much. Like every almost every problem in every controversy they've had, about 80% of them have involved sex somehow, you know? And you think and it makes you wonder, like, hey, aren't the Christians the one who be like, wait until marriage and then have sex? That's when you have your sex, is after marriage. 
but not if you're gay and shit like that. And then these people are like having gay sex and fucking trying to sleep with other women and all God awful things are doing to women at this place. You know, same shit, different toilet every single day, every day. It's every day, bro. Okay, so this next article is making me want to tell you. As from TMZ, Slipknot sued. Allegedly tried to cash in on drummer Joey Jordanson's death. Slipknot is being hauled into court after over its late drummer Joey Jordanson. The company managing his estate claimed the band's cashing in off Joey's belongings by displaying them in a traveling museum. According to the docs obtained by TMZ, the company running Joey's estate is suing the band claiming it used Jordanson's death in 2021 to boost sales for their 2022 album, The End So Far. The lawsuit claims the album wasn't selling as well following Joey's 2021 death, so band members Corey Taylor and Michael Sean Crahan told fans the album was dedicated to Joey and the realization that Jordanson had passed away really crept in while making it. What's more, the company claims Corey and Michael lied when they told fans they contacted Joey's family to express condolences in the wake of his death. It looks like the beef goes back pretty far here. The company claims Joey's bandmates abruptly booted him from the group via email while he was struggling with acute transverse myelitis, a condition that caused him to lose the use of his left leg. Uh, According to the suit, Joey and Slipknot subsequently agreed to return all of Joey's property, including his musical gear and equipment, but the company claims that never happened, saying at least 22 items remain in the group's possession, including things like Joey's masks... (laughs) I forgot this fucking Slipknot. His iconic pearl drum set and his Adidas sneakers. The lawsuit says some of those items are part of the display in the band's traveling museum known as Knotfest. After the complaint was filed, Slipknot responded with its own legal docs, denying the claims and asking the court to dismiss the lawsuit. As we reported, Joey died in his sleep in 2021, according to his family, and the 911 call obtained by TMZ revealed a woman who said she was Joey's ex getting emotional while telling dispatch about the warning signs that pointed to his death. Part of me thinks there's something up here, okay? Like, something. Okay, so Joey dies in 2021. Band releases album in 2022. Like... And just, like, from a musician standpoint, I'm like, yeah, Joey's death is probably going to come up. Did, was this Joey's, did Joey play on their last album? That's a good, let me look that up. All right, so we're going from here, did, okay, don't do that. Okay. Did Joey play on... Slipknot's last album. There we go. We figured it out. Uh, Joey. Uh. Okay, so. So is this the last, so is the last album Joey played on was it? Yeah, you had you had a ton. Come on, guys. Some of the Jordan performed on the band's first four studio albums and produced the 2005. Okay. The 
he's from like Des Moines. Uh, is this a real Slipknot? Did he play on the twenty twenty one? No, I don't think he. I don't think he played on that. I guess they released a live album with him on it, but. Uh, I guess he didn't. So I don't listen to Slipknot because I don't smell. Um, they released okay. I was like, wait, those are live albums. Hold on, at the end so far. And then, so did Joey play on the end so far? Oh my god, yeah, this is some great content right here. Uh, discography as a featured artist with Slipknot. No, I guess he didn't play on it. So, like, it doesn't, it's not that surprising to me. Uh, they dedicated the album to him. That's probably what they're planning on doing. Um, what is this? They they said they kicked him out of the band. What was this all about? Let me read this again. Um, so he said that kind of like Joey's gonna express condolences, and they said he. They said they said he abruptly booted him from the band. I'm like, it feels like if he lost his function in his left leg, I'm like. He's a drummer. Like, he probably said, like, I'm probably not going to be able to play with you guys anymore. Like, you know, and so that's probably when he left it. So, I don't know. I feel like there's more to this story that we don't know about, um, you know, shit like that. And they're like, they have all of Joey's, like, old gear and shit like that. I'm like, is it his gear or is it, like, Slipknot the band's gear? Because if it's Slipknot shit, like, it's their shit, you know? The masks, too. Like, Slipknot, get, if anything, Slipknot's keeping their fucking dumb masks. Like, Slipknot gets to keep them. I feel like if you get kicked out of Slipknot, you have to get back the mask, you know? It's just that fucking stupid shit. His Pearl drum set and his Adidas. Like, that's we got Joey's. We have his mask, his drum set, and his sneakers. Okay. Anyways, though, I hope I'll be figuring that shit out. Uh, last article we got here. Um, this is from the Washington Post. <laughs> Uh, this, a six-year-old boy traveling alone for Christmas was put on the wrong spirit flight. A six-year-old boy who left on a flight for the Christmas holiday to visit his grandmother in southwest Florida instead was put on the wrong plane and ended up 160 miles away in Orlando, Florida. When the grandmother, Maria Ramos, showed up on Thursday at Southwest Florida International Airport in Florida, in Fort Myers to greet her grandson who was flying for the first time from Philadelphia, she was told he wasn't on the Spirit Airlines flight. I ran inside the plane to, to the flight attendant and I asked her, where's my grandson? He was handed over to you at Philadelphia. She said, no, I had no kids with me, Ramos <laughs> told W-Y-N-K. She then got a call from her grandson from the airport in Orlando telling her that he had landed. In the statements, Spirit Airlines said the boy was under the care and supervision of an airline's employee the entire time, even though he was incorrectly boarded on a flight to Orlando. Once the mistake was discovered, the airlines let the family know, the statement said, we take the safety and responsibility of transporting all of our guests seriously and are conducting an internal investigation, the statement said. We apologize to the family for this experience. Um... I don't know. This is bad parenting. Don't put your 
you don't put your kid on a spirit animal. You know, first of all, I don't even think the the idea that like you, you know, I don't even I don't even like the idea of, like I'm gonna send my small child alone on a plane and oh yeah, who's watching them? Flight attendants, those horny motherfuckers. Uh, I'm just joking. If you're a flight attendant, I don't you know. Just kidding. But like, isn't do South the South does Spirit Airlines even have seatbelts on their planes? Cause like if I Google does Spirit Airlines have seatbelts, I'm not gonna be able to find an answer. Like, you think you'd be finding like a the right answer quickly? No, you're you're not. Uh, don't put your kids on Spirit Airlines flights, and maybe just don't don't send your kids on planes alone. Like that is just like that shit that parents did in the '90s. And then they and then they wonder <laughs> they wonder why we turned out the way we did, you know? Like, oh my god, that my kids had unrestricted internet access. Uh, why is he okay with watching videos of people getting murdered? I don't know. Life is mysterious. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Neolist or your, your Neolist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling 
physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, it is the last, I guess this is the first episode of the year, but uh, it's the it's the final episode I'm making in 2023, even though it comes out in 2024. I want to talk about all my favorite albums uh, that have come out in uh, 2023 as I shake this desk nonstop. Um, this year, music was kind of weird. Uh, I feel, you know, I feel like everyone... Worked on so much shit in 2020 when we were all locked up. And then a lot of 2021 releases, a lot of 2022 releases. Uh, but I think everyone, most bands either release their, the, the ones that really wanted to spend their time on it or other things really, really decided to go hard and get it done this year. And then, uh, you know, uh, we have, I think I will have... 12 albums I want to talk about today, uh, 10 of my top favorite, and then two others. So first first things first, I want to talk about the wor- uh, just albums that came out this year. I used to call this uh, albums that are bad, but I wish weren't, but this album was just bad, and I don't, I just don't see any redemption for this. This album that I want to talk about and say was the worst album I listened to this year, that really should have that from a band that I expect more from. Paramore, this is why. If you've listened to this album, I have a lot of friends who say they put this on their top. I don't believe this should be. And part of me believes this is part of, you know, what Paramore like I, I just think Paramore did not attempt to make a good album. What this album feels like is <laughs> The best way to describe it, I don't know how to describe East Nashville to people who are not from that area or don't really get it, but this is like people in East Nashville sniffing their own farts. If if this album was just sniffing your own farts, that is what Paramore's This Is Why would be. And it's just so disappointing to see Paramore release such a shitty album and then attempt to release a remix album of a shitty album. Like, what, did you redo the... If you redo this entire thing and put entirely new songs on it and, like, actually try to do a good job, like, I think This Is Why by Paramore would actually... Could be a good album, but the fact they had to release a remix album, like, 
you know this album's not doing good. If you release a remix album, usually it means like an album's not doing too good and you're trying to boost some streams there, bud. Just like the whole album was like, you know, I had like this disco, lo-fi, old school type of feel, but like the songs weren't good. That's the thing. These songs on this album were not good. This is why I don't leave the house. Say goodbye. And there's like, na 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 you know, it's like, I just don't understand how people can, I don't, I don't know how far in a process you can get to, especially being such a big band like Paramore, and, you know, to release such fucking dog shit. You know, it's like, I walked across a room today, and then I noticed something's not there today. No, 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 This is why, you know, it's just, it was just a fucking shit album. And this is coming from someone who is the biggest Paramore fan. All We Know Is Falling, I used to be my least favorite album, and it was only because uh, they were literal children when they wrote it and put it together. And even then, it was still great. Riot, instant classic. Classic, classic, classic. That is a classic album. Uh, the Butterfly one. Is it? No, it's not all we know is falling, but the butterfly one, great album. Uh, grudges, uh, blame. I think it was it. Next time you point a finger, I'll have to break it, bend it back and break it, break it off. My favorite Paramore song, that album. And then, you know, self titled, you know, that was like a big change for the band. Still worked. After Laughter, still worked. This is why. Smelling your own farts. That is what I conclude. This is why my Paramore is. It's if an album could. Sm this album is basically people who like to smell their own farts, and that's what that album is. Under my honorable mentions this year, I want to put Taylor Swift's 1989 Taylor's version. Now, I think this is one of the best albums. 1989 is one of the best albums that uh, of the of the 2010s, maybe of all time, it is just a. Solid, phenomenal album. It was it was written at a time. Taylor was wanting to do something different, and I feel like when bands want to do something different, uh, and they're still really passionate and still really passionate about making good songs, not just like let's make an album that way we can tour and make money and shit like that. This it was just like at this point, in Taylor's career was just a just a solid album that needed to be made. Like pop music needed that album, synth pop. Uh, everything that needed it, it put Jack Antonoff on the map. Now he makes dog shit music, but he used to make fucking god tier. He used to have god tier music productions. So outside the box, so perfect. Uh, why it's on honorable mentions? Uh, it's a previously released album. It's but you know there's some differences, but like at the same time, it's like when Taylor released this album, I was like, I'm not listening to it right now. Why? I'm not in the mood to listen to 1989 right now. I know what this album. Sounds like I know there's some B sides and shit like that, but at the same time, like I'm not in the mood to listen to 1989. When Taylor releases her, you know, re recorded stuff and I want to listen to that album, I always go for the re recorded one. You know, obviously, I want to, you know, support artists, artists supporting artists, you know. But yeah, this, this it has to fall under honorable mention. I feel like most people can just conclude why it needs to be on the honorable mention. Now we can get into our top 10 list, the, the list of the day of my top 10 favorite albums. 
of all time. Number 10, we're going with Boy Genius, the record. Uh, Boy Genius is made up of Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker. It's just a trio of ladies, queer ladies, I believe. I don't know what Lucy's all about. I know, I know what Julian and uh, Phoebe are all about, so sorry, Lucy. It's Lucy. I think it's, it is Lucy Dacus, right? If I say it wrong, I'm just going to call her that from now on. So that's cool. Um, I like I like Boy Genius a lot, and I thought this album was good. It's just, it, you know, it sounds like Phoebe Bridgers and Julian Baker, and there's it's at a point. I, you know, I, I think those two artists are great in themselves, and especially Phoebe. I think Phoebe is just phenomenal. Her voice is just just so beautiful. It's like just the way she knows how to sing. You know, it's just very beautiful. But I don't know. Like, there's so many like copycat clones of this you know it's just like do i want real phoebe bridgers or do should i just go for like a walmart you know you know like when you're at the store you're like yeah there's the off brand and the name brand and phoebe bridgers is the name brand but you know off brands are good too you know like don't 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 deny it until you try it i mean but like i said boy genius they're great they did they've been doing like country covers every time i see like their youtube stuff it's like Country covers they did. Cowboy, take me away. I just feel like three women and most of them, you know, you know, if you put all three of those girls together and like how, you know, with the percentage of all three of them together, like how attracted they are to men, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but no, all of them are good. Uh, a big problem that's not related to their music, but my, my college dorm roommate he he looks like julian baker uh and i don't know who's comp uh, who's complimenting you he got bitches my roommate got bitches you know he got some hot bitches you know a little bit uh i don't know what to say about him i don't hate him you know he's just like one of those guys he's one of those guys you're like yeah you know we probably wouldn't have chose to be roommates if we you know or whatever um but yeah that's boy genius the record um number 10 on my list just because it's just like i don't like, I don't think about picking up that album, but I do think it's good. Number nine, as we're getting into, number nine is Olivia Rodrigo's album, Guts. This is her sophomore album. I would I would consider it her sophomore album uh, behind Sour. Sour was just, was great. It, it really surprised me. And when I listened to Sour, my whole, like, mindset was, like, this fucking kid, you know? You know, I'm just... You know, I'm just jealous of her, of her parents forcing her into show business at a young age and her being like, I like this. I'm going to keep doing this. And, you know, like just her having those opportunities. You know, my, part of me hates that, you know, and she's like the hip, cool person to listen to. And, you know, my punk rockness says like, fuck that. I don't know, you know. But she does have a good one. Sour was like a phenomenal album. It really blew me away when I listened to it and eventually just like, shut the fuck up and be like, you know what? That album's actually pretty good. Guts, however, I don't feel like it has that momentum. It feels like she was making, to me, what Guts really sounded like. You know, Vampire was fun, and Vampire really seemed like they wrote it as, like, a something they wanted to get trending on TikTok because, like, the rest of the song doesn't really, you know, do it for me. I mean, like a queen, like a goddamn vampire. I know little vocal fries that kids do now. I'm a music teacher. I, some, I'm a kind of music teacher. I, I talk to kids about singing, and I'll be like, yeah, you need to sing normal, and then you can sing like that. That's my... Because you got to learn how to, like, breathe properly, because, like, if you need a queen, like a 
like a goddamn vampire. Like, you got to meet me like a queen, like a goddamn vampire. You know, you got to learn how to do it right. So it's hard, you know, talking to kids. And this Phoebe Bridgers is not much better, to be honest with you. Phoebe does not help the vocal fry situation and people trying to teach kids to sing and not – and me, at least on the other hand, I'm like, I'm okay if they do vocal fry, but, like, you know, there's a way – if, like, you hum – a fun trick for those of you who don't sing, you know, humming, like – the way you do it is like you're basically singing so your tongue has to be freely moving your teeth can't be together because your teeth are together I don't know if you heard that difference but like your teeth vibrate inside because sound is just vibrations where am I at? oh yeah so yeah, this, this this album had like two songs I want to listen to but like the replay value of this I was like I don't even, you know, like, I listen to, like, the hits on the album. Like, I'm not even that really into the hits too much. But I still think it's better than This Is Why by Paramore. I mean, like, every album is better than This Is Why by Paramore. Uh, but, yeah, no. But uh, I think, you know, it feels like, I don't know. I just feel like Gut seems like B-sides from Sour kind of made into songs. And it's like, they're they're B-sides for a reason, you know. With B-sides, it's like, yeah, you have some good songs that don't really fit the album, but, like, th- these are feel like B-sides that there's a re- they're, they're just kind of like, yeah, I wrote some songs, sir. I just don't feel confident in them, and her production technique is, like, high, you know, it's like high-budget studio trying to sound like shit, too, which is, like, which is the whole thing in itself, so... It, it's it's hard, it's, it's bad, and, you know... Somehow Palpatine returned. So, just a lot of fucking stuff there. That's number nine, Olivia Rodrigo's Guts. Number eight, Sufjan Stevens' Javelin. Now, I feel like I I just have not been able to give this album the time it needs, but it's Sufjan Stevens, and he is, I don't know, he, what he does, he does insanely well. That's what Sufjan Stevens does. This album's about uh, a boyfriend dying, and, uh, I mean, that's the kind of shit you... It wasn't Carrie and Lowell about his mom dying, you know? Like, Sufjan's technique, he can't write an album unless someone dies. I don't know. Did someone die when he wrote Illinois? Uh, it was good. But Javelin, yeah, Javelin, I feel like it's good. I feel like maybe 2024, I may like it a little bit more than I do right now. But yeah, as of right now, I'm putting it at eight right now, like... You know, I always feel like a lot of times I do these lists and then I find another album that I've, like, really enjoyed. And I'm like, I can't believe I missed this last year. Where was – what was I doing? You know? And I think, like, Javelin – I really want to make sure I put Javelin here because I think it, it's great. Javelin by Sufjan Stevens is great. Uh, however, I just don't think I've had enough time to sit with it yet. And it's weird because there's so many albums. And when we get to the top five of my list, I feel like uh, my top five are, like – Five albums I had on repeat pretty much the almost like from the moment they came out, uh, and stuff like that. And uh, I'm excited to see you know if I become more favorable of Javelin uh, by Sufjan. So I'm excited for that. Excited to see what I see here. Number seven, uh, a little bit of a curveball, but not really. I want to put Alex Melton's. Uh, Southern Charm on here. Now, however, this is a full album of cover songs. Alex Melton, if you don't know, Alex Melton makes just weekly YouTube 
cover videos. Uh, usually week. I he usually keeps up weekly. If he doesn't, like I, I'm the one who's understand. I'm like, yeah, it takes a while to make songs. Uh, you know, but Southern Charm, Alex Mountain. He the first half is country songs done pop punk, and then the second half of the album is. Uh, pop punk songs done country. So it's very cool. His cover of Secrets is probably one of the best versions out there. Uh, Downfall of Us All by I Did Remember. He did a cover of that country. You got to play it with them live. Like he was, like his version was that good. The band, the actual band was like, please do this with us live. We're going to be doing this version uh, anytime we do like a set like this because you just fucking figured it out. Uh, I, there's some songs uh, he did on it. He he did Friends in Low Places, which, where are the bodies? Fucking G. <laughs> uh, where are the fucking bodies? Uh, he did, you know, um, I was southbound, got a brother too, black t-shirt, and gonna wear me in that mini skirt. In that Tim McGraw song. Railroad tracks. Mm. Uh, and then he did, yeah, he did, he did Cowboy Take Me Away, which, is a really good version. Uh, the pop punk version of that. Um, he did Body Like a Background. Like, just some bro country stuff. Like, he just did really well. And I'm just like, huh, maybe I do like bro country. It just has to be done in a pop punk style, you know? Uh, Alex Milton is just super phenomenal. If you haven't checked out his YouTube stuff yet, he does covers all the time. I, you know, he released other EPs this year, but I really wanted to point out Southern Charm. Uh, from Alex Mountain, I think it's really good. And if you're if you're listening, you're like, who is this fucking guy? You probably seen his YouTube shit, so definitely go check that out. Southern Charm, Alex Mountain. Everyone, get into this. Number six, uh, Black Bear in loving memory. I know this album came out in 2022, but no one was talking about it, and I didn't hear about it until this year. So this is the year we're gonna. It's added. To, I'm giving it to this year. It's a 2023 album. I'm giving. Giving it to Black Bear. Black Bear, known for kind of his alternative hip hop style. Like he's up, he's in the same zone, like Trippy Reed. Uh, it's Reed. Yeah, it's Reed. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, you know, hip hop with a little bit of pop punk combined. Like really, uh, people, people want to talk shit. Like, you know, I don't consider Machine Gun Kelly the like face of pop punk but like if you ask me the question is machine gun kelly punk i would say absolutely yes uh he does everything you know he checks off all the boxes to be a punk guy and he does it just because like you don't always do punk music doesn't mean you can't be punk you know punk is an attitude and a lifestyle it's it's not music and you know you think about it at the end of the day all music genres are not uh like you think about it they're not like actual genre music it's like a style, it's like a way someone described something and then people made music under that under that little folder, you know? It's like, think about it. What is pop music? Pop music, pop is short for popular. And that's what it means. So it's popular music. And so you consider it, this is music that everyone wants to listen to. There's a reason why it's popular because everyone likes it. You know, that's what pop music really is. And people say, oh, like, you know, some top 40 type stuff. What is top 40? Oh, it's stuff that on like a billboard chart or other whatever chart you recognize. Basically saying that like, oh, this is the stuff that would trend there, you know? You know, what is blues music, you know? Blues music used to be just like, you know, people talking about why they're sad, you know? Like what's going on with their lives and like why they have the blues, you know? That's what blues music is. Uh, 
what you know alternative what is alternative music it's just there's the stuff they play on the radio this is not that this is alternative stuff so if you don't like that here is your alternative you know that's like what all music genres are it's just like weird descriptions of something that turn into like everyone's gonna sound everyone needs to sound a certain way to fall under this genre Black Bear, I gotta say, in Loving Memory. And the thing I love about this album is it's all it's it all feels like love songs, but the thing is they're not about like bitches, you know? It's about he, he's talking about his dad passing away, and uh, he didn't seem like he had the best relationship with his dad. So, you know, uh even if it, you, some of you will learn, like, even when someone die, you know, if like a parent dies and you weren't close with them, it's still rough, you know. Uh, that's what some people think, you know, it's like someone's like in no contact with their parents or whatever. And then like their parent dies and you're just like, oh, I guess they'll just, I guess they don't fucking care. I'm like, yeah, they do care. You know, there's a reason they had to go non-contact, no contact with someone is because they do care. You know, uh, life is hard that way. And I think Black Bear, we described it. I wish this album was more popular. It just feels like with a lot of these album cycles, like especially this year, it just seems like no one gave, like people either really give a shit or give no shits at all. Like, no one get, no one cares at all. And I've just been feeling that way. And that's what this album really felt like, just no one cared about it, even though, like, just a ton of solid songs on it, you know? You like, one, it's also Travis Barker produced it, you know? And Travis Barker can do no wrong. He hasn't done, he hasn't made a bad production. I'm just saying. And uh, if you're really into, you know, Trap, you know, I like to think of a lot of this stuff. If you don't like the named artist under it, just think about it as Travis Barker featuring Boeing, and then you, you'll feel better about it. Trust me. And now we get to go into our top five. These are the top five albums uh, that I have been just streaming nonstop this entire year. And uh, and I think of really all these albums, um, I really could place these all at number one because I think these all albums are great, but... I I did rank them as hard as it was for me, and it was really on, like, really how much I listen to it and how much I just really love it, you know? Number five, Hot Mulligan, Mulligan, Why Would I Watch? Hot Mulligan, if for those of you who have never listened to Hot Mulligan, first of all, go listen to Hot Mulligan. They're probably some, one of the best bands out right now. Like, I, I do not, I try not to give that title lightly to people i don't i don't like to give that title out, out to a lot of people uh i've given it to like hot mulligan the 1975 my friends in ravener like those are the, yeah i try not to give it to them but why would but hot mulligan they're the one band that is uniting old emo fans and new emo fans together uh the songs are all phenomenal like and they're all like the classic emo song titles that you love like I, they had one song that was like not on this album but like uh it was like featuring mark hoppus you know because i guess everyone's you know funny joke uh, i was like how do you know they're not armadillo shells you know like old emo lyrics that i you know like song titles you know they're just long for no reason uh just absolutely fucking phenomenal Shh, golf is on phenomenal song no shoes in the coffee shop you know great one he had a song, he had his song about, like, the singer wrote a song about his fucking dead rat. I'm like, it's a, it's a rat, dude. But, like, I can see why you're upset. It's your pet, you know? But overall, Hot Mulligan, I don't know. Like, it's hard to, hard to be like, fuck those guys. Those guys are so good. If you don't know who Hot Mulligan is, oh, my God. Because 
and people and people don't even know if they're emo, Midwest emo, alternative, punk. Like no one knows what they are, but uh, what they are, but the, what I can tell you they are, is incredible. So why would I watch Hot Mulligan number five album of the year? And could be higher if I wanted to. Number four artist the the album goes to Knox. I'm so good at being alone. Uh, he Knox's. I I swear I swear I I might be wrong here, but I do I do feel like I played a show with him one time. Like maybe like a lot of our maybe like a festival or something. You know I just remember seeing his. I feel like I remember seeing his name somewhere before. Uh, he's a Nashville guy too. Uh, phenomenal. Basically, I would say if you like the band Camino and if you like pop punk, but you also really like poppy stuff, like he is just a good artist to get into right there. Uh, he, he releases a lot of music. Uh, he, this year, I think he released love letter. You said they don't mean nothing now. They don't mean nothing now, but love is only for letters, but you'll never catch saying them out loud. That one was turning on TikTok a lot. Uh, he also had not the 1975, which was a good song. He's like, maybe I like your confidence, but you're not the 1975. They have like this one lyric that I absolutely love. Girl, I might not be famous yet, but I'm going to put you in a song that I write. And I fucking, you know, like I feel that in my soul when they said that. Uh, that was very much like get into my soul when you say that. But no, I'm so good at being alone. Phenomenal. Uh, Miss When You Miss Me, also a great song off that album. Uh, one that I listen to, like, you know, you can just see that man down, you know. Chef's Kiss. Um, definitely, if you haven't heard of Knox, you like, you know, like alternative, you like pop punk, and you also like super poppy stuff, you know. Definitely something to get into, especially, you know, for the fellas out there, and you're like, I have a girlfriend, and she doesn't, she likes super poppy stuff, and I like pop punk, and, you know, like Knox. Get her into Knox. Knox is great. And I love that name too, Knox too. And I'm kind of upset he has it and I don't. I, I would fuck it. You know, it's a cool name. Number three on our list. We're getting down, to, we're getting close to number one. Uh number three on our list is Fallout Boy, so much for Stardust. I have been a Fallout Boy fan longer than I bet some of you have even been alive, you know. I I think. 2004, 2005 is when From Under the Cork Tree came out. That's when I first learned of them. I figured out uh, Take This to Your Grave, too. I got that, too. And, uh, you know, Take This to Your, you know, like, Take this to your Grave, From Under the Cork Tree, just, oh, my God. Like, it's hard to think about, like, you think about, like, Fall Out Boy kind of being, like, sellouts today and, you know, selling out. But, like, when you listen to those two albums, you're like, I guess they earned it, you know? Like, you learn that. And then... What I love the, about this album so much for Stardust. So, those of you who don't know, Fall Boy, when they started out, they had, like, an evening out with your girlfriend, which was, like, demos that, like, a record label released when Fall Boy didn't want to, so it doesn't count as their first album. Then they have Take This to Your Grave, their first album. Just just a fucking banger, because they, they just, you know, they, they... It took them some time to figure it out, but once they figured it out, Take This to Your Grave was when they figured it out, and it was... Whew! You know, like... The first song gets me, you know, when a ba- when you can get a first, when you have a perfect album and then the first song gets you, you're like, fuck, dude. Uh, at least that, and then they released Infinity on High. Now, 
when I, you know, middle school, high school me, when that album came out, I thought that's when Fall Out Boy sold out because that's when, like, fame just, like, hit them like a brick. And then they released, uh, it's not, it's not, is it Fully Adieu? Is that the, the one? I, yeah, it's Fully Adieu. That album was great, too, and that was very much, like, Patrick, you know. There, you could definitely tell it was, like, it was, like, a record label's band at that point, you know. Then they went on hiatus, and we all wish they would get back together. Then they got back together. They released Light them Up, 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 Light and We like that. And then it was just like, oh, Fall Out Boy just fucking sold out. And you're like, they kept listening. They were releasing so many songs so fast, which they even talk about regretting and doing, like, features and shit like that. You're like, oh, I guess this is Fall Out Boy selling out. Like, they didn't sell out before. They were just, like, making music and were just famous. Like, they had sold out. They were trying to make, like, because they were basically making songs for, like, commercials and, like, to play, like, in between whatever fucking thing they have to do during football games, you know, like they do something, they do nothing. And then they're like, we have to stop now. And then they go back to doing nothing, you know, whatever football games do. Like they, they were definitely like, and you know, it makes, you know, it makes sense. Like let's, when Pete and Pete and Patrick got back together, you know, that time they were just like, you know what, let's just do this for money. And they did kind of mention that like, they're like, we're kind of doing this for money. We want to do it right, you know? And then, you know, the pandemic happened, you know, life happened and shit like that. And then they released this album. This album feels like a follow-up to Folia Do. Like, this is the album I wanted when they went on hiatus the first time. Or I guess the only time, I guess. They've just, I don't know, you know, I don't know what they were doing. But, like, when they, after Folia Do, and then they came back started making garbage, like, they, this is the album, like, I think we were expecting from them when they came out with that. And it's just so good. Homie like a grudge. Like, I think, like, the this album, I feel like it's finally, like, a somewhat return to form with just Pete Wentz's just great lyrical ideas. You know? I think this is Pete really put it into him, and he even switched bases. He went, he went from Fender to, or Slash Squire to Ernie Ball. So, um, cool for him. But uh, so much for Stardust, number three. Um, now we'll move on to number two. This album, for a majority of this year, I do have to, I have to say, this is number two, my second favorite album of the year. And I gotta say, it it was number one for the longest time. Uh, what is this album? This is a band, Honey Revenge Retrovision. This is their debut album. They released a bunch of singles. Uh, if you don't know who Honey Revenge are, they are a duo. They have a full band line, but it's Devin and Donnie, I believe. And they, uh, it's pop punk. It's like basically how I, I don't want to compare them to Paramore because Girl with Colored Hair as the lead singer. Like I don't want to fall into that trope, you know? But this is the album I wish Paramore would have released this year. And uh, and I'm saying that all as a compliment to Honey Revenge because this this album was probably my most streamed album of this year. Uh, once you hear number one, you'll only know that just because of the, the release dates. But Honey Revenge is Retrovision. Solid fucking album. They're, you know, this is their first debut album coming from nowhere to this, you know, and, uh, they, they put their entire, they put everything into this retrovision. Everything was into it. 
I can talk about breakup. It talks about breakups, being in love. It, it has everything for everyone. Devin, the singer, fucking phenomenal. Uh, you don't you don't expect her voice to come out of her, but it does, and you're like, holy fucking shit. She is so, so good. Her first song, the first song of the album, Airhead, and it's funny because on their live shows, like, this is the dumb bitch anthem. So if you're a dumb bitch, uh, get ready. <laughs> you know, I'm like, fucking, damn, I'm such an airhead, no strength in my spine. Uh, rerun, that's like their big hit. Um, there's the track two on the album, I can't remember. Uh, Seeing negative. That one's that one's fucking great. Uh, it's hard to pick a favorite off that album because that whole front to back, like it's a no skip album. It's it's a it's no skips. Like I I really don't see a need to skip any song. I'm just like because like I could even think of like the song I least like, and you're like, no, that's still a pretty good song. You know, Honey Revenge Retrovision. Just I would say if you have not heard of them. They heard them. The way I heard about them is they're like up and coming artists, uh, you know, up and coming pop punk artists. And I heard in the, on like TikTok and I heard uh, their song Rerun. I'm like, this shit's fucking slaps. And I'm like, I just like dug deep into Honey Revenge. And by golly, they're probably one of the, they're a great band. Uh, one of the best bands out today, along with Hot Mulligan. You know, I'd say I put Honey Revenge up those Those dudes fucking kill it. Now we're going into our number one album this year. Uh, for those of you who know me or follow the show, could probably make a pretty, pretty good guess what album made it this year. Another No Skips album, I believe. It is Blink 182's One More Time. And I know this is the return of Tom DeLong into Blink-182 after leaving the band pre-2015, before they released their album, California. I listened to, like, California today, but, like, the, someone had, an, like, an AI replaced Matt with Tom DeLong, But it was, like, Tom DeLong from, like, the year 2000, and his voice sounds like nothing like it used to, you know? But, uh, yeah. One more time. So, for those of you who don't know, this is after Tom Tom rejoined the band, and so... There are a lot of infighting within the band. Basically, they've always kind of had some, there's always been some problems there, and it's always seemed to be a little unintentional for the most part, you know? Uh, the first problem they have is Tom wanted to make music as Boxcar Racer and then recruited Travis to play drums because, you know, it's like I would recruit Travis to play drums for me too, which Mark thought it was like he's trying to do a new band without me, you know? And so that created some bad blood, even though it was just like, you know how good Travis Barker is a drummer? And like, I just wanted to play on this project, you know, you know, that's what it was. And then they did plus 44 because I guess Tom wanted to take a break from Blink-182. And I, he may have started Angels and Airwaves then. I'm not sure, but you know, all that divide, uh, after the untitled, you know, they went on their first hiatus or their hiatus. And then after Travis's plane crash, you know, they got back together, the Roost Neighborhoods. And then Tom left again, and they replaced him with Matt Skiba. Instead of doing, like, plus 44, they just did Blink-182 with Matt Skiba, you know? And, you know, those albums were good, but I, I, you know, I think it's just, you know, Matt Skiba's so fucking good. Like, I love Alkaline Trio, but and I feel like I may have missed their album this year. Maybe it's next year, I don't know. But... But, like, I don't know. It's Mark's 
it's just the way Mark's voice works. You know, either Mark needs to be the full-time singer or you have to have someone with such a unique voice like Tom to do it. And is Matt Skiba a better singer than Tom DeLonge? Absolutely. Is he a better guitar player? Absolutely. Uh, did Matt Skiba make Blink-182 a better group? No. But, you know, Alkaline Trio still fucking rocks. So, you know, it's like, it's nothing against Matt Skiba. It's just like, you know, like, he had to replace Tom DeLonge, you know? And, you know, Tom left before 2015 because I guess... One, he did want to search for aliens, which is true. But also, I think he also mentioned that, you know, touring kind of is a lot, you know, you know how you go on like a road trip, you know, or like travel to see family. Imagine that, but for like a couple months with no break, you know, like, yeah, that gets, it gets to people. You have to have like a certain, you have to be a certain person. Like I meet musicians all the time who are just like, I can't tour. I just, I just can't do it. It's too much on me. I'm like, grow the fuck up. But Blink-182, I think at this point, you know, I don't want to talk about their band drum. I want to talk about this album. So this album comes on the heels of after Tom rejoining the band. And then it's also after Mark Hoppus being diagnosed with cancer. And once, you know, Tom learned about it, you know, got in touch with Mark. And he's like, you know what? We need to, we need to get, I need to rejoin the band, you know, get back to, you're going to beat this. And then we're going to go through it and, you know, uh, I think Mark survived his cancer, and uh, I guess, you know, like, he had, I think his cancer was one that, like, his mom had and survived from, too. It's one of those genetics, I guess, that he can survive from, but, uh, you know, as, you know, as family members with cancer, I can easily say, you know, uh, just because you have, like, a curable cancer doesn't mean it's easy, you know? It's not, like, an easy fucking thing to go through. It's a lot of trauma, and I can't imagine chemotherapy, is it, he talks about like Mark talks about it on the album? And I'm like, you know, it's like you're isolated and uh, you're in weird places and uh, they're doing weird things to your body to hopefully cure something. You're poisoning your body to poison something bad in there to see if you can survive and stuff like that. Like it has to be a stressful time. And so Mark, you know, writes a ton about his, you know. Struggle and you know, you know, when you get a diagnosis like cancer or something like that, you know, your own mortality comes into question. You're just like, holy fuck, I'm gonna die, you know. And when you know, like, I'm dying, you know, it's it's different from you're just like, I think like one day I'm gonna die, and then I know like one day my mom's gonna die, and one day other family members gonna die, and it's gonna suck, you know. But you know, it's it's a kind of a part of life and everything, but. You know, like, the moment it has to, especially when it's you, yourself, like, that moment sinks in, and you're just like, fuck. And Mark talks about how he thought everyone was gonna, once everyone found out, they were gonna be like, good, you deserve this. And, like, I feel like if I got cancer, that's what everyone would say to me. And I, so I feel, I feel him right there, but, you know, people were supportive and stuff like that. But, you know, you talk about that, and, you know, one more time, the title track in the album, it's, do I have to die to hear you miss me? Do I have to, you know... Deep, deep shit, you know? My dad died last year, and so it's like, do I have to die to hear you miss him? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna... I miss my dad. I'm like, oh, he's dead, too. So it's like, oh, I... For my dad to hear me miss me, he had to die, you know? And uh, and stuff like that, you know? It, it's hard, you know? Especially... You know, especially you talk about Blink-182, like, 
Mark and Tom kind of were kids together. You know, they were best friends as kids and stuff like that, you know. And they go their separate ways, and they, you know, you come back, and you're like, I don't want to... I don't want to have to do this when we learn one of us is dying, you know, or one of us almost died or stuff like that, you know. It's really putting life into perspective, thinking about that. It's definitely a mature album because usually bands that have been along or been around as long as Blink-182 usually don't write albums like this that are so, like, the lyrically, emotionally grabbing as it is. Like, usually... They're, like, singing songs about girls, even though they're, like, guys in their 50s, like, and they've been married for 20 years, you know? It's like, I don't believe this, but, like, I'm like, Tom's like, do I have to die to hear you miss me? I'm like, fuck! <laughs> God damn it! You know, it's just, uh, um, the other side, yeah, that one got me. It's like, it'll never be the same stage, right? And you're like... When you, when you learn that Mark Hoppus stands stage right and he's saying that to other people, it's like, it'll never be the same stage right when I'm gone. And you're like, ugh, ugh. God damn, like, bands who are 50 years old, men in their 50s, late 40s, do not write albums like this. But they did. And I've been, when that album came out, I just, I listened to it nonstop. I still listen to it. I still, it's like, I go to something else, I go back to one one more time. Like, I'll listen to Retrovision. I'll listen to One More Time. I'll listen to So Much for Stardust. I'll go back to One More Time. I, I just keep going back to it. And really, that's the reason why it's number one. Honey Revenge, Retrovision, was on the list all year. And then when once Blink dropped this, like, it was in the fall when they released this. Or, uh, yeah, it had to be October because I was substitute teaching. I was like, all right, guys, the new Blink, the Blink album comes out tomorrow, and I'm not coming in. So... Uh, if you're in my classes, this is what we're going to be listening to for a while. And that's what they have been listening to. And then they hear a cuss word. I'm like, Ooh, they cuss. I'm like, do you want me to turn it off for you? Because you don't like cuss words. And then they're like, no, I'm not a little bitch. And I'm like, yeah. So anyways, though, those are my favorite albums of 2023. Excited for the albums that are coming out in 2024. Excited for what I'm going to listen to, like newly love, newly cherish and everything in between there. So, uh, what albums did I miss? Please let me know. Uh, how you can. So, yeah, and, uh... Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely but drizzly isn't just about convenience it's about choice discover new flavors explore unique craft brews 
or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh... Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes it goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It is time for Oh No Our Table, the part of the podcast where I just answer your questions. Um, since this show is kind of like a last week kind of thing, uh, this is my last one, 2023, but I guess you'll hear it in... You'll hear 2023 problems in 2024, so... Uh, this is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Is it cheating if my 25-year-old non-binary partner does sex role plays with friends while we're dating? My partner, who I've been dating for four years, is into writing porn, and I don't mind that. However, I recently discovered that he and one of his friends are engaging in explicit sex role plays in direct messages, pretending to be their favorite characters. <laughs> I've expressed that it bothers me because it feels like sexting. He claims it's for a story he's writing, but it's clearly a role play involving sex. I'm confused and don't know how to feel about this situation. Can you offer any insights or advice? Um, so you're a dude... <laughs> 
your partner's non-binary. I'm making a guess. Your partner is born a woman. Uh, it's usually the non-binary, the usual, you know, actually, no, it's, that could be both genitalias. There, you know, I'm definitely fine with multiple genders, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, gender is kind of like a, you know, it's like being a man or a woman. I'm like, well, we decide what being a man is like human, so socially, culturally, that that's who decides like what you're a man and then culture like decides what a woman is, you know, and stuff like, you know, when you get into stuff like that, you know, it's like, you know, I don't like being put into this box or this box. You know, it's called being punk rock. It's just like, I don't actually care about my pronoun. You can just call me he. Like I, I just don't give a shit. I'll dress however I want to, but just call me him. I don't know. It's just, it's just easier for me. I like standing at urinals, so I'm going to be using that bathroom anyways. So, you know, that's how it is. Uh, yeah, your partner, your partner's like, you know, I don't consider this actual cheating, you know? So is it cheating? No, it's, it's not cheating. However, it, I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's the sad kind of, che it's like, oh yeah, I found out my partner's having sex with a, with a sex doll, you know? Like, it's, I mean, like, I guess it's, it's, I, it's technically not cheating, but you know, it still has that vibe, and that's what this dude, first of all, your, your partner writes porn, first of all, first of all, um, fellas, you know how you write porn, you just fuck, that's all you do, and you know what, like, <laughs> just like, there's like those smut books that women read, and uh, if he's if he's writing those, I guess go for it. But um, usually you don't find a collaborator uh, on this. You know, it's like role. You don't role play with your friends. Fucking like, hey, let's let's uh, work out some lines for my little sex novel coming on here. Uh, no, that's that's weird. Honestly, I could say could be a little gay. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. Not the homosexual gay, like the other kind. You know what I'm, you know, we all know the other, the other kind of gay. Actually, after I hit every piece of furniture I have with my foot, um, yeah, I would, I, I would just like to tell you that, uh, you know, if it, this, you know, I don't consider this technically cheating, but if it makes you uncomfortable, uh, 100% let your partner know that. And, you know, I, I feel like you're not being unreasonable in saying that. Like, hey, partner, you know how you and some other person on the Internet are basically sexting each other? And as you say it, you're working on your your novels or whatever fucking shit your your excuse you're using. Uh I don't like that. It makes me feel bad. I don't I don't like the way it makes me feel. I feel, you know, because like jealousy because like what? Like you probably feel jealous. I'm like, yeah, that's a normal thing. Like, you know, and it's like don't be too jealous of people, you know, uh, you know, I like I I'm a music, you know, I work in media and so if I date another person in the media you know, I have to ex I have to expect uh, men will be running after a woman. You know, if I'm dating, 
you know, or whatever, and she's in the media, you know, it's like, it's whatever, but, you know, they're engaging back, you know, that's, that's the weird thing. This, all of this is weird, you know, once, once I saw you're non-binary, it's kind of weird, I'm guessing you're a woman, I'm guessing you're both kind of fat, too, I'm just making a guess here, uh, if I'm right, then, you know, like, don't, you can't downvote me if I'm right, because if I'm right, your downvotes means I'm right, you know, sometimes you say the truth, and you get downvoted for it, and guess what, <laughs> that usually means you're right, so, I don't know, I don't know, uh, what do I do here, I don't know, dude, I'm just fucking, I guess I'm still mentally drained from family, you know, just like dealing with their shit, you know, fucking, god, fucking dealing with some shitty, uh, I'm dealing with some shitty people, or one person, the last week, um, uh, okay, um, how would you react if someone paid you to let a, wo- a beautiful woman suck you off, but you have to be blindfolded? Then they got a guy to do it and remove the blindfold halfway through. Um, so uh, here's the thing. How would I react? Uh, I would not. I'm, I'm the kind of person. I'm not, I'm not into being blindfolded during sex. That's just not who I am. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. It's not the type of guy you're getting here with me. I'm just, you know, I think, I don't know. I, I liked, I like the whole visual aspect of it. You know, I'm like, I listen to sounds all day for the most part. You know, I like seeing things too. And I don't know, like if a woman's going to suck me off, like I want to look at her, you know, like isn't because there, there is like, we all have senses, right? Like, was it? Six sense, six senses. I don't know how many senses we have. I know there's the movie The Sixth Sense or that. Five senses, maybe. But like, we all have so many senses, and you know, and I think there's a there is something with sight in regards to sexu your sexuality. Too like, if you blindfolded me and you're like, get hard. I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. But if you're just like, here's a chick. Get hard. Now put this blindfold on. I don't know. I'd probably go limp with the blindfold on, to be honest with you. Um, so, and, you know, I think when blindfolds come up during sex, it, it, it's kind of like it, it's usually a switcheroo type of situation. You know, if I had a kid and I was sending him off to college, I would probably tell them, like, hey, uh, if someone wants to blindfold you during sex, uh, you're not going to be having the sex with the person you thought you were. It's very sim- I think blindfolding during sex is kind of similar to a glory hole. You see that ad on Craigslist and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. You know, it's a hot chick behind a glory hole, you know, and they have to put on straight porn to make sure the guy behind the glory hole has a hard dick to suck, you know? It's always got, you know, like porn that's the problem. You guys know that porn's not real. And uh, the real problem with it is glory hole porn. I'm, I'm tired of glory hole porn because it gives you the idea that, like, you can, if you see a hole in a wall, stick your dick in it, and some beautiful woman's going to suck you dry. And that's not the case. Not the case at all. Uh, it's, always, it's, just, it's always a guy behind it, you know? And so... Always my advice would be never never agree to any sex blindfold. I, you know, 
if you have to be blindfolded, like, there's already something sketchy going on there, though, right? Like, we all know that there is already something sketchy going on. So, like, you sh- it should be your warning uh, to do that. You know? If you could predict one thing about 2024, what would it be and why? What do I think is going to happen in 2024? That's the thing, though. Like, I go through every year and I'm just like, I didn't I didn't guess this. I didn't think this was going to happen. Um, we have an election this year, so, um, you know, the last time I was like, there's no way this person will win, they won. So, I'm like, I'm just not gonna jinx that shit. What do I think's gonna happen in 2024? I hope, anyone else just feel like it's gonna get worse, you know, you know, isn't life supposed to get better? But doesn't it feel like it just gets worse every year? You know, like, how do I predict what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to work some job and get fired from it. I'm going to get kicked out of a band. Like, that's what I feel like is going to happen. You know, and I'm like in good situations, you know, right now. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like some things are doing better than others. You know, you never know. Like, I'm just gonna make a guess. I don't like. I don't think 2024 is gonna be a good year either. Like, it's just like it feels like since 2020, time has just passed so fast, and it's like I don't think any of it's been good. And you know, you think like it's gonna get better, and then you're like, Ugh. and now I, you know, I'm just kind of getting to a point, you know, in life where every uh, every day, you know, you tell her like it gets better, it gets better. That's what. Everyone tells depressed people all the time, it gets better, it gets better. I'm like, you can't, you can't be telling people it gets better without telling them when. You can't tell people, oh, it gets better. When? When does it get better? Answer that, you know, like that awkward silence right there. That's the answer. It's just, when does it, When? you're like, I don't know, I can't read the future. Then stop saying shit about, like, it gets better in the future. I'm like, you don't know that. If you can't tell me how it gets better in the future, don't say it gets better in the future, you know? Uh, the only thing I could say is, like, we're just, the world, we're we're getting close. I, I feel like we're getting close to the end of the world. They've probably been saying that for at least the last thousands, at least 6,000 years, they've had to been saying, like, well, 6,000 plus Years, I feel like, I feel like six thousand years ago it was like, uh, humans figured out how to remember shit and write it down. <laughs> and so after, you know, it's like we haven't gotten better. You know, we might get a little bit better temporarily for some people. You know, but it's not gonna get better for me. It's not gonna get better for other people. You know, I don't know. That's what I predict in twenty twenty four. It's gonna get every the whole world's gonna get a lot worse. And it just feels like we're all like struggling to survive and like we're all barely making it through and shit like that. Like that's what it feels like every single fucking year. Every year we do the same shit. We're like, fuck the previous year. This next year is going to be my year. And guess what? 365 days pass. And we're like, honestly, that was kind of worse. You know, like we're everyone just mentally prepare that every year for the rest of your life, it's only getting worse. 
And for me, realizing that every year is only going to get a little bit worse helps me mentally prepare for the fucking trauma I'm about to fucking go through. So everyone, uh, just just remember, the new year is just going to get worse. It's going to suck. You're going to hate it. We're going to get to December 31st, 2024, and we're going to be like, fuck this year. 2025 is going to be on me here. Like, when are we going to be like, hey, maybe the world just fucking sucks. Maybe my life just fucking sucks. And I don't know what I'm going to do about it, you know? When are we going to get there? For real. My daughter now thinks her dad groomed me. My 12-year-old daughter believes her father groomed me. Initially, I brushed it off thinking she misunderstood the term. However, she has become distant from her father and acts strangely around him. She explained how her understanding of grooming, which aligned with the textbook definition, she claims to have learned about it on TikTok. I clarified that we met as legal adults, but she still behaves oddly towards her father. My other children have started noticing her behavior, too. I'm concerned about how to handle this situation. Any recommendations? Okay. So usually if a kid brings up a problem to their parent and being like, hey, I think this affects you. I think dad groomed you. And I'm looking at the notes here. She, the mother, 36 years old. The dad, 50 years old. So there's a 14-year age difference. You said you met when you were 25, therefore he was 39 at the time. Um, I gotta say, I mean, no, he did not groom you because I feel like the grooming process starts like, we're gonna have a young, there's a young girl and, you know, I'm going to invest my time and energy into her. And then eventually when she's of legal age, I can be like, you now need, I, I can be like, wow, I never noticed how beautiful you were before, which is weird because, like, I work with 11-year-old, 11, 12-year-old girls, and I gotta tell you, none of them are attractive. I gotta tell you, they're all, they all look like children. And if you're into that, like, ew, gross, go to jail. You know, like, I don't know. Oh, God, I, I talk about this. I think I've probably talked about this before, but there was a when I was in eighth grade, you know, I had a teacher who was just very gross around, like, the girls, you know? Like, he would, like, drop pencils on the floor and ask random girls to pick it. It was gross, you know? And I was, I was like, 14 at the time, and I was like, this is gross, you know? I'm now 30, and I look back on that, and especially now working with kids those ages, I'm just like, oh, my God, it's worse than I fucking thought it was, you know? And so I, I think your daughter... Your daughter knows something. Whether or not you know what she knows is probably not true because kids don't talk to their parents. It's, it's you know, uh, really, for the most part, it's it's a smart thing for that, you know. girl. You know, kids don't talk to parents because, like, if I tell, whatever you tell your parents, like, they're probably just going to try to ground you for it, you know. At least that was my experience. Uh, so there is something, your daughter... This is, he's been if she's been very distant towards her dad, like something's happened. Something weird's going on. The 14 and the 14 year age difference between the two of you is kind of like a red flag to her 
versus with something else going on. I'm not going to speak for your daughter, but, you know, I work with children those age. And I got to tell you, uh, if if she's like, did dad groom you? You know, it may not be that, like, she's concerned about you. There's something about dad that's been a red flag. And honestly, a dude, a 39-year-old trying to fuck a 25-year-old is kind of weird. You know, I mean... Unless you're going to own up to it, which I feel like they're not owning up to it. Like, if she was just like, yeah, I fucking, I'm, I'm fucking a guy 14 years older than me. Who fucking gives it? You know, usually those people own up to it and, you know, are very open about everything. Or they're just like, there, there's a problem there. And there's clearly a problem here if your daughter's bringing up some of the grooming. And even though the problem probably isn't grooming because technically... She's wrong about that because you were 25 when time came. If you were like 15 and when you met him, you know, yeah, so it's not grooming, but she's noticed something very bad. And, you know, I would, I would suggest figuring that out from her without, before losing her, you know, you know, that's how life is. Are high school reunions a dying trend? Was going through a 2004-2005 yearbook of mine playing the memory lane game and I thought I haven't heard of my high school or other friends' high schools doing reunions. Has this started to die down? Um, I think. So I'm talking about my own experience, but um, I don't know if my class had a reunion. I think when I saw this question, I Googled it. I didn't find anything. There was, like, some random website, alumni from your school, and, like, I've never submitted to anything like that. But I saw my name being like, did you go to school with this guy? I'm like, why, how do you have that information? So, you know, it's kind of creepy, but my class, and I'm 11 years out of high school now, and my class did not have a high school reunion. Uh, would I have gone? No. Like, I, you know, I was kind of, I was one of those kids. I didn't have a lot of friends in my class. I always, you know, I was in, like, extracurriculars and all my friends were grades above me or below me. Like, I don't know. I feel like I was probably, I was definitely born and I was definitely not supposed to be born. I'm not supposed to be born. I was definitely, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a born in the wrong generation type of kid. Like it, it was probably just a couple years off to be honest with you. It wasn't like a generation. It was like a couple years off. Like I, you know, if I was like a couple grades above me or a couple grades below me, like I would have thrived, but no, uh, but yeah, no, I didn't get invited to mine, um, and I don't think they had one either. And honestly, you know, the high school reunions, I, you know, why, who, why, who are you wanting to see at a high school reunion? Like, I don't want to see any fucking dish, dipshit. Uh, there's so many fucking people I don't want to see, and you're just like, hey, you know how there's a bunch of people you don't want to see? Like, they're all going to be here, and uh, you're kind of obligated to go to this. This is your high school class. And, you know, it's something I've had to, like, tell my mom thousands of times, but not everyone enjoyed high school. And, uh, you know, a high school reunion, like, why would you go to a reunion of a place that was just torture for you, you know? So, you know, did your, did your, are high school reunions dying, like, yeah, probably. Why are they dying? Because, like, people fucking suck. Why do I want to talk to people I went to high school with, you know? Like, they're just all a fucking bunch of losers. If you're, like, so hung up about high school, like, you're a fucking loser. And uh, you probably deserve to die, to be honest with you, because I don't care. 
All right, on to our last question. My weight makes me question why my boyfriend is with me. I have struggled with my weight for most of my life. I am currently 5'8 and have gone from my highest weight of 450 pounds to 330 pounds. Good job. Although I have experienced fluctuations, my weight has generally been decreasing and I have never gone back to my highest weight. I am in a relationship with a wonderful man who has never had weight issues. He is 6'4 and wears a medium size. Despite my insecurities, he has been supportive of me and my choices regarding my weight. He cooks low-carb meals and exercises with me, which adds to his amazing qualities. Sometimes I question why he would choose to be with me when he could be with someone who doesn't have weight issues. These thoughts can be challenging but i have not discussed them with him as i fear it may negatively impact our relationship if you are experiencing similar things it may be helpful to seek support from a therapist yeah remember you okay yeah you're trying to talk to me um i think this is something honestly though 450 to 330 that 120 pounds that is great you know i think you I'm going to say this, though, you know, the, though the usual body types do not match in your relationship, you know, and how they standardly should be, I think you have a good thing going, uh, you're questioning why your boyfriend's with you, I'm like, I don't know, it sounds like he just really likes you, you know, you know, ladies, you know, you could be hot, you could be, you could be fat, you know, but, you know, you're a fetish to some guy, and, you know, like, there's a lot of guys out You know, we always talk about how, like, men are terrible or what, I don't know. What, what was it? Men are terrible. But, like, you know, it's, like, men are terrible. Like, nope, the men you date are terrible. There's a lot of good men out there. They're just, like, not options you think about, you know? It's like maybe, like, for me, I feel like maybe this guy, you know, because, like, confidence is a big thing for women. You know, they want a guy who's very confident in himself. You know, it's like... Maybe this guy isn't that confident, but, you know, he's around her and he he feels good, you know? There's always, like, a lot of factors for men, you know, how relationships work. And I feel like you shouldn't worry about your weight because, honestly, if he's willing to be with you at 450, which I got to (laughs) say is a lot, but you're you're working on, like, you're, you're down 120 pounds, so I'm like, I can't, like, be... Just shaming it like you're you're doing a really good job like you're you know you're doing everything you're supposed to do and you're just like why doesn't why does he still like me I'm like maybe maybe have you have you ever just thought that you might be a good person to be around and maybe you as a person especially like because a quality I want in someone you know like I don't want I don't need someone who's fit or anything but I do I would like a partner who motivates me to like try to be healthy you know. Like, that's, I mean, I just think that's a quality in, like, a person, even just, like, a friend, like, that I need in life. And so, especially a partner, you know, like, he's very supportive of you. He likes you. Sounds like this dude just really likes you. And guess what? Quit talking to him. Quit talking about, like, how you're not good enough or whatever that fucking shit is. Because you're fine, you know? Like, you're you're down 120 pounds. Like, I, you know, you're, you're so, I mean, this was your 330 pounds, which is a lot. But, like, at the same time... Like, if you're like, wow, that person's 330 pounds. They used to be 450. I'm like, holy shit, you know? Like, if someone loses 120 pounds, I'm going to say, holy shit. There's like, I know, I have male friends who are 120 pounds. So just like, good for you. And you know what? Um, I'm kind of jealous. You're in a good relationship. So I really, I have to say it. 
you know, even though I think you're a good person and I think, you know, but I got to say fuck you because you got, you got thing you got good things in your life. But with all that being said, I was told, I was told that uh, this is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cancel Sweezy. The last one of the year, but also the first one of the year. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, music under Sweezy, social media at the Sweezy, you know, wherever you're getting your music at, uh, or in social media and music at, uh, we got Patreon, we got Cash App, we got PayPal, all great ways to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to our show on YouTube if you're not, and uh, leaving comments and uh, sharing your thoughts and opinions over on YouTube. But also leave a review wherever you, if you listen to podcasts, make sure you're leaving a review, giving us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. So thank you for supporting our show. Hungry V Love Bugs. Oh, oh, nope, 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 nope. We can't, we can't do anything about drugs. Here's to 2024. Hopefully, it's not that big of a shit show. And uh, here's to feeling good all the time. <coughs> Hungry V Love Butt Drugs. Stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates, Whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.